Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome back to another fantastic edition of Off the Wire. I am your host, Noelle Lynn, a.k.a. the Cajun Libertarian. And tonight we have some interesting topics to cover. Um, I'm sure most of you know about and have heard, you know, Trump may be arrested. I mean, what else is there to say about that? Really nothing else. So we'll see what happens after that unfolds. Um, couple of things here is the word picnic racist how to deal with questions about language right now <laughs> amazing the reason i want to cover this i actually did it today on my show on my lunch show but very very short um i want to get into some of the verbiage some some of the way they talk about this stuff and it really is kind of <clears throat> tantamount to how our society is operating right now or at least falling victim to right um Grants reveal Fed's horrific plans to center Amer censor American speech. This is kind of horrible. So we're definitely going to talk about that. And then who is the most powerful doctor in the world? That answer might surprise you. Next on Off the Wire. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Uh, Heather says, woohoo, listening in, but I'm working, so won't be very active. Fire. That's awesome. Thank you for listening in. Uh, before we get started, don't forget that, um, you know, this airs on YouTube and Facebook. You know, I get a lot of people that ask me, uh, man, why don't you why don't you promote yourself more? Why don't, why don't you promote your sites more and all that stuff? And I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm not a huge fan of that. Like, I'm not somebody who's going to all the time tell you that you might be able to go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcast, sign up, follow me, uh, subscribe, hit the notifications bell, leave me a five-star review. That's just not something I really do all the time. Or Facebook at the Cajun Libertarian or Twitter at the Cajun Libert One. It really drives me up the wall when people just do that incessantly. So I, I just don't do it. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously that is not true. But I had to have a little bit of fun. So before we get into this first article, Let's hear a word from our friend, Spike Cohen. The game plan of You Are the Power is pretty simple. We find people who are being harmed or abused or neglected or mistreated by their local governments. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Uh, we want to help people. This is something that has already began to affect real change. This isn't some distant, futuristic, utopic or utopian <laughs> dream. It's already happening. It's making its courts. It's making waves right now as we speak. If you want to learn how to become an effective activist and then to do actual activism and actually help people now, not wait for, like you said, some distant utopian future where libertarians take over the world and leave everyone alone. 
If you want to do that now, that's what we're doing. This next year is going to be the year that people see what liberty actually looks like. Not what it sounds like, not what our philosophy is, but what it act, the actual results and idea what the solutions behind what we do. So that's what I'm doing with You Are The Power. I would love for you to be a part of it. Youarethepower.net. We'd love for you to uh, become a member. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Spike. Uh, go to youarethepower.net. You can sign up right now for free. Subscribe. Get the daily newsletter at youarethepower.net. Please do so. And don't forget to like the show, share it with your friends, and subscribe, please. All right. So I want to go over something that was actually on the lunch show today. Or, um, yeah, I'm sorry it was today. Really, I just wanted to lead off with some funny, funny stuff. Some funny news. Uh, to be honest with you, this is going to be a very short show because the news cycle is just kind of boring. And I did a bunch of digging and just really couldn't find anything. Everything is revolving around Donald Trump again. And so uh, we're just going to keep it short and sweet and fun tonight. Uh, this is from, again, I went over this on the lunch show today. So don't forget that that drops every Monday through Friday at noon central on the YouTube channel, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So please go watch those. Those are taking off like crazy. Uh, they're a lot of fun, mostly just funny and light. So uh, this is from the Post Millennial from March 19th. Portland left-wing group organizes funeral for public health to mourn end of mask mandates. On funeral, on Saturday, the, the far-left radical group Mask Block PDX announced via Twitter that it would be hosting a funeral to mourn the death of public health following news that Oregon would be ending its mask mandates for healthcare settings. <laughs> Man, these people, look. <laughs> we just, you got to mock them you got to deride them it is already hot down here in south mississippi sorry it's just too much fun man like these they're they're in a cult this is a cult they're holding mock funerals for public health because they ended the mass mandate as if we all didn't know they did damn near nothing this entire time oh man these people are cultists they're cultist morons. Cultist morons. All right, moving on. Is the word picnic racist? Now, I covered this on my show, on my lunch show, and uh, of course, of course, it's going to get the worthy and noble meme that I made entitled, How Was That Racist? How Was the Word Picnic Racist? You morons. All right. Now, Yes, mock it, make fun of it, deride it. But let's find out what they're really trying to say in here because there's some very dangerous language in this. All right, this is from, this is actually from August of 2020. Etymologically speaking, picnic from the French word picnic is nothing more than a potluck dinner. Yet when Southern white people made lynchings a regular occurrence at picnics, the word took on a different meaning for black Americans. The word picnic, this is a quote, by the way, quote, the word picnic carries with it the memory that there was a time when white folks gathered to eat outside, burning black flesh would be on the menu, explained Trevor Lindsay, an associate professor of women's studies at Ohio State University. So right off the top, this is this is coming from Ohio State University. My God. Incredible. Incredible. Um, this is just... Uh, Oh, by the way, PolitiFact and Reuters both fact-checked fact this and said, no, uh, the word picnic is not racist and it has nothing to do with lynchings, by the way. So keep that in mind. These people decided to still write this article. It's just unbelievably disgusting. Horrible on every level. Absolutely uh, intellectually desposite. 
on every level. This is just division and sowing discord and confusion within the minds of the average American, everyday American. Yeah, I would say probably predominantly Gen X's or whatever, Gen Z's or whatever. I lose track of all the freaking labels. And then, of course, we get to something like this. And a global pandemic disproportionately killing people of color. As if the, the, the virus was woke somehow or anti-woke. The virus was racist. Let me say it like that, apparently, or something. My God. And a global pandemic disproportionately killing people of color, coupled with the unjust deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Both of those I agree with have left many Americans asking, how did we get here? You, you, you're the reason we got here because of this, this, this is the reason we got here. Stuff like this. All right. The answer, systemic racism. Of course, it's always that. Systemic racism is made up of structures baked into our country's institutions like banking, education, and yes, language. Apparently, this is just beyond any sort of intellectual, you know, maturity at all. It's just disgusting. Lang and yes, language that devalue black people. Some no, th if that's the case, here's the issue. If you think that language is devaluing black people, then you are the racist. You're the racist. You're the one that sees the people of color as lesser than and can't overcome basic etymology, etymology, basic language. You're the racist here. You are. Clearly. There ain't a damn black person I know and I talk to some every day. They don't, they don't focus on this stuff. Because they're above it. You're not because you're a racist. And obviously, I'm using the word you. Look, I'm talking about the person writing the article, right? <laughs> not to be confused there. In recent months, we've begun to exercise, ex yeah, exercise cultural ins insensitive, culturally insensitive words and phrases from the zeitgeist. The NFL team from Washington, D.C. is now the Washington football team, which is stupid. You should have kept them the Redskins. Indians don't care. They don't. They actually like the Redskins. They actually like the term Indians. It's actually an enduring term, but whatever. Until a more equitable name can be, can be decided upon. More equitable. Okay. When writing about black Americans, it's now a per, preferred to capitalize the B in black. What? So now you're putting the emphasis on their importance of these people on how you capitalize the letter in black. You're just getting worse. You're more racist with every sentence. All right, let's keep going because I'll get sidetracked real quick. Trader Joe's execs have rescinded their plan to remove stereotypical wording and images from its packaging of Mexican, Chinese, Middle Eastern, and other foods. But there are many more examples with racist connotations that are more difficult to navigate. Can you take your family on a picnic and not hate in your heart and not hold hate in your heart? Black people. For black people. Did Lady Antebellum really need to change its name to Lady A? No, they didn't. And, and yes, of course, in the first part. If they don't hold this, this is where it gets, this is where we start to get into the mud, right? This is where we really need to start talking about this because what they're saying is, obviously, I don't want to give it away here. There's not much to give it away. You probably are. You, you guys are sharp. Um, it's, it's the intentional confusion. It's the intentionality to make you seem as if you've been suing, doing something that was racist and you never knew it was racist to begin with. 
That's by design. That's the intent. It's not actually that the word picnic is racist because somehow this smooth brain, knuckle dragging mouth breather moron decided that uh, we're going to relate the word picnic to lynchings. No, it's to confuse you. It's so that you will fall apart mentally and intellectually and be like, well, damn, maybe I, I didn't even know I was being racist. Well, then you weren't. You weren't. You can't know you're being racist. You can only be racist. Don't let these people win this uh, battle of intellectualism. Do not cede one inch of ground to them because they will never stop. They will cut your throat. They will hang your body and leave you out to dry while they go after every one of your family members. Do not cede one. I'm speaking hypothetically, of course. Do not cede one strip, not one inch of ground to these people. Trader Joe's execs have rescinded their plan to remove stereotypical wording and images from its packaging from Mexican, Chinese, Middle Eastern, and other foods. I said that already. Sorry. But there are many more examples with racist connotations that are more difficult to navigate. Can you take your family on a picnic and not hold hate in your heart for black people? If they don't hold the same ideals as the United Daughters of the Confederacy, can you tell your room, the, can you call your room the, quote, master bedroom in good faith? Black people were stripped of their language and, quote, the energy around language supported whiteness and it was negative to African people. Black was evil. White was pure. That's what they want you to believe. Horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. It, it, black didn't have any humanity. White had value. These are all, you know, I would I would love to go back. If I had a time machine, I could go back and find out if if during these times that they're referencing, if they if if they even actually call black people black people, white people, white people. Personally, there's no such thing. Scientifically, there are no such things as black or white people. Go find one. No, we're all just different shades of brown. This doesn't exist. This race war is a fabricated psyop meant to divide us so that we cannot unite with our fellow Americans and say enough of this disgusting, corrupt system. That's what this is. Period. No such thing as black people. There ain't no such thing as white people. We're just people. We're just Americans. And we happen to have different... Uh, categorically speaking, levels of melanin in our skin. It's unbelievably absurd, psychotic, and evil to do this. The words we use feed into the structure. And people in power make life or death decisions based on, or I'm sorry, uh, life or death, death decisions for others based on this structure. No, they don't. So yes, Taking a pause and being deliberate about the language we use can help create a kinder society that doesn't traffic in anti-blackness. And then it goes on to talk about who should decide what's offensive. Nobody. How about that? Let's start there. Nobody. Nobody. If you're offended, grow up. That's it. You have the ability. You have the authority. You have the autonomy. Yourself to decide whether or not you want to be offended. Period, full stop. It doesn't matter what it is. If you don't want to be offended, don't be. If you lack any sort of spine or maturation whatsoever, then you're going to be offended. 
And that's the problem with the progressives, right? And that's what everybody's talking about. Can't define woke. I mean, that's all what woke is. You're just you're going to be mad at what the TV's told you to be mad at. You're in a cult. And that's that's really the only two things about it. Like, I support the current thing. MSNBC, tell me what to be mad about. And I'm going to follow the cult blindly. It, it, it's just truly disgusting. It's a, it, it's horrific. Let me get to, let me read you the last paragraph. And then we're getting, getting up, you know, moving on. So, should you stop using the word picnic? Not necessarily. First of all, there really, there isn't really, or I'm sorry, there isn't a really easy replacement. And swapping outdoor potluck meal doesn't roll off the tongue. Oh, so now you're seeing the actual fruition of this cult they want to tell you that your language needs to be revised because it's racist without you knowing you're being racist but then they also say well i mean we don't really have to do anything about it we just want you to be effing confused because it's too much work to to not use the word picnic yep there we go cult woke there it is Right there, a progressive cult that shifts on the ever-changing winds on whatever it is and that the current thing they're supposed to support is, regardless of the facts, science, data, any of that. And what am I supposed to be mad about? That's it. It's a cult. It's a cult. All right, let's check your comments real quick. There's only four, so. The libertarian lady says, even coffee is racist now. (laughs) I thought the African continent actually had four, far fewer fatalities. It says four. No. Yeah. Far fewer fatalities than the rest of the world. I don't know. Maybe. Lunatic Libertarian is in the house. Like, shared on Facebook. Already subscribed. Thank you, brother. Outstanding. That being said, before we move on to the next segment, let's hear a word from our sponsor. The himself right there commenting lunatic libertarian welcome all this is justin lomnes the lunatic libertarian podcast the place to engage lunatic ideas about freedom building skill sets encouraging individual tangible knowledge self-sufficiency and engaging all of humanity regardless of political affiliation sex race color creed pronoun preference social economic background or any label, title, or category you choose to affiliate yourself with. We appreciate all the knowledge for the better of all mankind, and we thank you for listening to the Lunatic Libertarian. Thank you, sir, for sponsoring the show. You can follow me at Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. That's the Lunatic Libertarian on Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you, sir, for sponsoring the show and being a fan of the show. I've been on his. It was a lot of fun. I suggest you listen in. I had a ton of fun on his show. So thank you, Justin. All right. Let's get to our next story here. Grant reveals Fed's horrific plans to censor American speech. This is from thefederalist.com on March 21st. Um, I, I really want to kind of explain how much this is getting worse. And that's why I prefaced, uh, that's why I uh, 
caption the the show with it like it takes a it has taken a horrible turn for the worse so let's find out let's find out why this is from the federalist.com there is a lot to the article so i suggest that you go back and read the whole thing for yourself because only cherry picked a few things because it's rather long so um obviously we can't i'm not going to sit here and read every word of every article because that would make for terrible tv and radio so I have to cherry pick what I can that I feel like is going to be most important entertainment. And hopefully that you guys go back and read up for yourselves and, and do this research for yourselves. All right. The U.S. government is building a vast surveillance and speech suppression web around every American, every American, around every American, by the way. Our government is preparing to monitor every word Americans say on the Internet. The speech of journalists, politicians, religious organizations, advocacy groups, and even private citizens. Should those conversations conflict with the government's viewpoint about what is in the best interest of our community or our of our country and her citizens, that speech will be silenced. While the Twitter files offer a glimpse into the government's efforts to censor disfavored viewpoints, what we have seen is nothing compared to what is planned. As the details of hundreds of federal awards lay bare. Now that, my friends, is really the the crux of it because once again what we're we're finding is that well it's not one it's not particularly singular a singular issue with democrats this is um two times you know right not even two times it's, it's bipartisan anytime you hear the word bipartisan let your ears perk up that sucks bipartisan is almost always terrible <clears throat> this is Democrats and oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, this is Democrats and Republicans. Let's see, let's see where are we at. Where are we at? Uh, lay bare research by the Federals reveals our tax dollars are funding the development of artificial intelligence and machine learning. So you're going to hear those two things a couple of times here in the next couple of minutes, AI and ML. Artificial intelligence, which everybody knows, machine learning, which most people know. Technology that will allow the government to easily discover, quote-unquote, problematic speech and track Americans reading or partaking in such conversations. So like this one. Just like this one. Just like this one. Then, in partnership with big tech, big business, and media outlets, the government will ensure that the speech is censored under the guise of combating, quote-unquote, misinformation and disinformation. So none of this sounds new so far, right? Still terrible. It's the escalation that's terrible. The federal government has awarded more than 500-plus contracts or grants related to misinformation or disinformation since 2020. This is fascism. And if we're being honest with ourselves, y'all, we're sprinting past fascism straight into totalitarianism uh, and authoritarianism. Straight up. With, with, a, with a good pinch, you know, a heavily seasoned amount of communism sprinkled in and crony capitalism. Right, they, They've really, look, give credit where credit's due. They've really done a good job of being able to mend or I'm sorry, blend and mush all of these ideologies together so they can have their total authority, global dominance. I mean, let's let's be real. This is what's happening. That's fascism. This is a public-private partnership where the government's giving grants to private entities to do the work to have an end run around the Constitution. 
That's what's going on here. All in the name of your safety, by the way, always and forever. Government cannot grow itself other than off the idea of fear, period. It grows itself because of fear. And most of the time, that fear is fabricated so that they can grow their power. One predominant area of research pushed by the Department of Defense involves the use of AI and ML technology to monitor or listen to Internet conversations. The DOD uh, and other federal agencies are now paying for profit public relations. (laughs) That's funny. Just said that. And communications firms to convert their technology into tools for the government to monitor speech on the Internet. By the way, I only read these. Only only time I read these things before we talk about them on air is is when I'm uh, just uh, cutting, copy pasting for the notes. We're kind of like we're always kind of experiencing this together. I promise you. Excuse me. First, the AI and ML technology under development will mine every conceivable mode of conversation for the government. Consider, for example, the database is monitored by just a few of the companies the government is paying to develop this AI and ML technology. Now, here's a small list, and we're at the end of this article now, but listen to the lists and what's happening. Peak Metrics, the recipient of a $1.5 million award, tracks millions of news sites, blogs, global social media platforms, podcasts, TV and radio and email newsletters. Omelas Inc., which received more than $1 million in taxpayer money, calls data from the most influential newspapers, channels, uh, TV channels, government office, militant groups, and more across a dozen social networks and messaging apps, thousands of websites, and thousands of RSS feeds. Althea Althea Group which received a phase one award of nearly $50,000 to develop a machine learning tool for proactive disinformation, misinformation, detection, assessment, and mitigation. Both it covers data sources, including mainstream and fringe social media platforms. So, and fringe, mainstream and fringe. That's frightening. We, they're all over the place, everywhere. Fringe social media platforms, peer-to-peer messaging platforms, blogs and forums, state affiliate state-affiliated media sites, gray propaganda sites, whatever, propaganda sites, whatever that means, and the dark web. NewsGuard, which you've heard of probably more than once, awarded $750,000 by the DOD offers two databases, including its unreliable reliability ratings database of thousands of news and information websites and a second database of purported hoaxes. And then the last one that they cite here is Premier or Primer which scored a $3 million award to develop its technology, offers a database that looks to news and media data sources, publicly captured images, of the dark web, cyber attacks, shared by the general public, and classified, presumably for government clients, and unclassified data sources. Primer also partners with Flashpoint, which adds Telegram, Reddit, Discord, and the deep and dark web to the database is mind look man this is this is um something i've been talking about for a hot minute right like i don't trust any of these sites to communicate on you know which is is somewhat okay for me because i don't really everything i talk about here 
you know, is like in regards to politics and, and things of societal decay and all of that, uh, this is, I'm, I'm wide open with you guys, transparent. It, this is what I talk about my day-to-day personal messages. So I don't have any fear of that. All I'm saying is people are like, oh, you let's talk about this or that. We can use this site. No, you can't. You're being monitored. Every single actual app and everywhere you go, you're being watched. There is no secure location. None whatsoever, in my opinion. And I think that... Um, well, let's see. I think that um, thefederalist.com really just laid that out there. So go check that whole article out. It's quite alarming, and it's good information. Thefederalist.com, March 21st. The, the only thing I didn't like about it was that they offered a bit too much of their personal kind of op-ed type of situation instead of uh, just raw data. <clears throat> Lunatic Libertarian says, I did my research, LMFAO. If they read my internet speech, LOL, I'm definitely going to the gulag. <laughs> oh, man. Scientific Libertarian 2.0. First page was taken down before the 2020 election. I haven't figured out how, or I haven't figured out why. I lost 18,000 followers. My goodness. No, no telling. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're up against. And so <clears throat> while we need to search for alternative sources and outlets in order to spread the information and the message and to communicate, we also need to play the game. You have to. We have to. Otherwise, it's shut down and quit and seed all the ground. That's not an option. None. We still need to be present on the major battlefields of information. And we just, you got to, you got to sharpen those weapons. You got to make better weapons. That's just all there is to it. We got to, I cannot stand this um, talk about, well, why are you still using that platform? I don't get this very much. I hear it from other much more bigger sites than me, um, bigger voices than me. They get complaints all the time. Like you're, you're huge. Why don't you? Do a different platform and you don't have to put up with this and blah, blah. No, man, you can't see ground to these people. You can't. Not one freaking inch. Not one. You give them one inch, they'll take a mile. Do not cede any ground. What we do is we learn and adapt in real time to fight the battles and the wars in the places and, and, and means and avenues in which we can be successful. That's it. If we lose this war, it's over. Period. All right. Let's get on to our last article here, and then we're going to jump up out of here. It's going to be a short night, short night. Who is the most powerful doctor in the world? As I captioned it, who is the the most powerful doctor in the world? You might be surprised. And if you're not, then we are in trouble. Um, if it wouldn't, if it wouldn't be so, if it wouldn't make for such terrible TV and radio, I would literally sit here and wait for your comments, for your guesses as to who the most powerful doctor is in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me, throat's getting dry. This is from January 6, twenty three, by Clinic Near Me. Bill Gates. You might be asking yourself, hey, Cajun, hey, Noel, what the hell are you talking about? Bill Gates isn't a doctor. I know that, my friends. I know that very well. 
But yes, if you Google right now, look it up right now on your phones, who is the most powerful doctor in the world? Your answer will be Bill Gates. Let's find out why. Some people are often surprised when they re- when they search for, quote, who is the most powerful doctor in the world, and they find the name of Bill Gates listed as the most powerful doctor in the world on Google. Some people find it crazy and are curious to know why Bill Gates is listed as the most powerful doctor in the world. It is well known that wealthy people of the world donate their money to the welfare of the people. They usually like to contribute to the health and education sector in order to provide equal opportunities for all. Wealthy individuals tend to give and then return to their routine lives. Nevertheless, Bill Gates contributed to getting a United Nations health organization established in Geneva. (coughs) Excuse me. And over the past few years, the co-founder of Google has become the second biggest donor of the WHO, or also known as, a.k.a. the World Health Organization. In terms of conditions, Bill Gates came after the United States and crossed over to the United Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, you basically have your answer right there. <laughs> I wasn't going to comment. I was going to leave it. I was going to leave it there. But you can probably, you know, you're sharp enough, and most of you are, uh, extrapolate from there exactly <laughs> why it is that Bill Gates has been named the, the number one doctor in the world, the most powerful doctor in the world. I'll spare you some time because I'm probably going to go. I'm, I'll do a lunch show on this. I'll go into uh, on a more detail on the lunch show. So, uh, don't forget my Friday, noon central, Liberty lunch break, uh, the topic du jour. Let's cut right to the chase. He's the most powerful doctor in the world, even though he does, he's not a doctor. Not under any circumstance, not under any situation whatsoever, is Bill Gates a doctor. He's a, a technology software engineer. The dude that kind of started Microsoft. That's who Bill Gates is. He's not a doctor. It's money. Because he donated to the WHO and other more powerful institutions around the globe, they named him the most powerful doctor in the world. If this isn't the height of misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, or whatever one of information with the prefix that you want to slap onto it doesn't prove that the main source of mis and dis and malinformation <coughs> isn't the government. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. They're literally gaslighting you into thinking that Bill Gates is the most powerful doctor on the planet simply because he donates money donates money, which by all accounts seems like just a money laundering scheme to these World Health Organizations. Not just the WHO, but United States institutions, UK institutions, global institutions everywhere. (coughs) I'm going to scratch my throat all of a sudden. Sorry. But you and me, we're the ones that need to be Cyber bullied and surveilled into not speaking our opinions anymore over disinformation, malinformation, misinformation. When the government, as Rand Paul so succinctly and accurately put it, the United States government is the number one purveyor 
of all bad information with whatever prefix you want to put on it. Mal, dis, or miss. Doesn't matter. Incredible. Incredible. Keep your ears up. Keep your eyes open. And keep your tongue sharp and intelligent. We're headed into terrible times. We're already there. Most people just don't realize it. The difference between now and the future is that we do still have an ability to fight. <coughs> so fight. In the most intelligent manner as possible. In the battlefield of ideas. <coughs> With the people that are worthy of your audience. Okay? Don't throw pearls of swine. Don't get caught up in the in the, the muck and the mire of social media commentary. Uh, you can get all any of my pages on Facebook, especially. Because they have 32,000 followers. <coughs> Excuse me. That's scratching my throat. It's killing me. Man, you can go through the comments. They're, they're just toxic. Horrible. And if you know somebody's being a cultist, they're anti-science, they're anti you know, just basic common sense. Pro-progressives. That's what you look for. MAGA cultists, like cultist cultists, like the ones that are criticizing Ron DeSantis for not licking the feet of Donald Trump after Donald Trump has just freaking lambasted him for no reason whatsoever. And he makes one snide comment about, I wouldn't know anything about, you know, paying a hooker hush money. Yeah, avoid those people. Have the conversation with the reasonable people. Reasonable people. We have a future to preserve for our children and our children's children if there is still a chance to do so. Scientific Libertarian, if social media didn't work to be... Did I read that right? If social media did not work, want... Okay. If social media didn't want to be open to free speech lawsuits, then it wouldn't tangle their uh, male appendages with political parties. Correct. Correct. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Man, censor that in real time. Anyway, please like the show, share it with your friends, subscribe. Um, you know, I don't mind doing a short show whatsoever. I like doing a short show. I like it when, obviously, I'm going to like it when I have much better content to deliver. But I do enjoy these short interactions. And so it also helps drag people in that, you know, might not necessarily be used to an hour-long podcast. And so they get a shorter one. and Or even a shorter one like the Liberty Lunch Break Show. The topic du jour from Off the Wire, Monday through Friday at 12 Central. This one airs every Wednesday and Sunday at 6 Central live off the wire uh, that will be being moved to Monday and Thursday very soon. Don't forget like my Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, which is all rooted in um, podcast Spotify for podcasters used to be anchor.fm. Yeah, that's blowing up. That's blowing up. It's free for you. And I get money every time you listen to even the two minute show. If it's an eight minute show, if it's an hour long show, I get paid free for you. <laughs> it's a scientific limitation says appendage good for you. <laughs> yeah you cut that out hey man i'm kind of impressed with myself in real time there i was able to go to that censorship yeah that's good that's good thank you <laughs> anyway thank you all for joining me i love you very very much don't forget to share it like it subscribe 
And, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcast, give me a five-star review, please. And YouTube, Facebook at The Cajun Libertarian, and Twitter at The Cajun Libert One. And I cannot stand it when people do that. That's why I never do it, except I do it every episode, because I was told specifically by people that are better at this than I am that that's what you have to do. <laughs> so I do it. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, then let me know. Uh, I'll give you the cash app. <coughs> Excuse me. Financial times are so tough. So tough. Get chickens. That's why I don't people. I don't ask people for money. I mean, there, there's there's times where I have to. There's times where I have to, and I apologize. And and you guys deliver every time, like amazingly. This audience is amazing at delivering that. But I, I don't like asking for it, so it's easier for me to just say, "Hey, go subscribe, go follow this place." Look, even if you hate me, you know, or you don't want to listen to me over and over again, but you want to give me the 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 views and the clicks and the and the you know downloads. Shoot, throw it on your phone. Put the mute button on. <laughs> just, get, just give me the uh, give me the download, and I'll get paid by Spotify because they're uh, they our my relationship with Spotify is is uh, picking up. Actually, it's weird. They just emailed me. Amazon Music just emailed me wanting my podcast on their show as well. So um, I would greatly appreciate your help and support in that area. Putting that aside, let's go back to the statement I made that nobody has any money. Get chickens. Get if you have like real money, get gold and silver. Buy yourself some ammo, regardless of the money that you have, and buy dry food, canned good, canned goods, anything that's salvageable. Get clean, you know, bottled water, plastic containers. Just get backup water. Get all these things. I'm telling you, it's so freaking important because I would hate for any of you to be left behind if the excrement really hits the proverbial fan, and it might. I'm telling you, I put a poll on Twitter. Go vote, y'all. By, by the way, go vote. Go vote on Twitter. Uh, I put a poll up. Will Can America survive another four years of Biden? Yes, no, we're already done. All right, go vote. Also, oh, glad I remember that. On every episode from now on, I will put a, a, a poll on Spotify because it allows you to put a poll on each show. The poll will read every single time so please go vote. It'll say, will you pay 99 cents a month to download this show? Yes, no, I'd pay two to five bucks. It's going to be on every episode, so please go download, or please go vote. Not a real libertarian podcast says, I hear this is where all the gun grabbers hang out. Well, my friend, bootleg, if you uh, if you find that out, let me know because I haven't found any gun grabbers yet. This is not a show for commies, and since you probably are one, then you know you can uh, you can do what we we like to say here on this show, and that's uh, kick rocks. And this is an anti-communist show. No communists welcome unless you're a communist that is willing to have an open debate. And would change your mind, which that would make you not a communist. No communists allowed. No communists allowed, like the bootleg libertarian uh, Christopher. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. All right, thank you all very much for joining this show. Uh, <laughs> the F in communism stands for food. That's right, exactly. Fantastic way to end it. I love you very much. Thank you so much. Like, share, subscribe, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that crap. Um, 
And I will see you Monday through Friday at noon central and Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 central. Soon to be Mondays and Thursdays at 6 central. And I am out. Actually, I'm not out. Galatians 2.20. Now I'm out.